I've never told this story to anyone. It took me a moment or two to realise what I'd just agreed to. The first mistake that I ever made in my life. She said, I'm leaving Broome now, I'm coming to meet you. The memory lasted forever. Wanted young dynamic people to join our dog sledding family. All I know is that. It was like a shockwave going through my body. My name's Jess Ong and welcome back to another podcast episode from Spun a live storytelling night in the Northern Territory of Australia. Kalinda Griffiths is a Yaru woman who was born in Darwin. Now, Kalinda has survived some pretty decent curveballs that have been thrown her way. From a possum to a PhD and everything in between, it's been quite the journey. So I've been attacked by a possum in National Park, and this wasn't just any attack. This was a seven-hour onslaught. (laughs) And this wasn't just any possum. This was the biggest possum I'd ever seen. And it was the most aggressive possum I'd ever come across. So much so that I dubbed it Hulk Possum. (laughs) And so Hulk Possum ended up growling at me, chasing me, hissing at me, and stalking me throughout this park for a whole seven hours. It wouldn't let me sleep and jumped on my bed all night. Uh, I think it was tenderising me. (laughs) And so when I left in the morning, I left this place and I was tired, I was dejected, I was really very unhappy. And in the trailer in front of me, these two heads pop up. (laughs) Alpacas. And they were wonderful. They were eating their breakfast. I stared at them, they stared at me. And I felt wonderful again. I felt this feeling of utter, I don't care about angry possum anymore, Hulk possum. There are these alpacas in the world. And so about 10 years after I met Hulk possum, I decided to undertake my PhD. And so I took my PhD up at the University of Sydney and my PhD was in cancer inequalities. And so this is quite important uh, when we're looking at Aboriginal, non-Aboriginal inequalities because cancer is one of the most under-researched and supported areas for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, Uh, but it's the second biggest killer for our people as well. So it was quite important work. And the other thing that I uh, had read was that those people who have a higher education, um, actually their children have a higher life expectancy. So as an Aboriginal woman, I thought that this was the correct path to go on. And so I shipped my family to Sydney, my husband and my two children, to undertake this work. And within two and a half years of arriving in Sydney, I was divorced and a single parent on a PhD stipend without any social support. And so it was a pretty hard space to be in. Um, There were three choices that we could make uh, being in that space. And one was that the girls could stay with me. Um, And the second thing was is that I could quit and return home. And the third thing was is that they could go back up to Darwin where my family was, uh, is, and my ex-husband's family are as well. And so we decided on that. We decided that this was the best thing that we could actually do for the girls and, and for, I guess, <laughs> for me to be able to complete this important work. And I have to say that it's, it's, it was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my entire life. 
saying goodbye to your children, and it's quite ironic, saying goodbye to the reasons why you're doing this uh, was one of the most challenging moments that I've ever had to go through. A few months later, I was driving down uh, Princess Highway and got T-boned by a car. Uh, this was a serious car accident. I ended up having to get cut out of the car. Uh, I have got a displaced hip from it, uh, two fractured ribs as well. And just when I thought my week couldn't get any worse, um, week, not year, week, I was diagnosed with squamous cell carcinoma on my face. And this is quite an aggressive cancer. Um, I had to have reconstructive surgery. And so saying goodbye to the girls really made me question who I was as a person, made me question who I was as mum. Do I, am I mum anymore? Do I play this role anymore? And then having the news that I was going to have my face completely cut up um, to get rid of this thing, I sort of questioned who I was when I looked in the mirror as well. That was the sort of space that I was, I was grappling with during a PhD. Um, and then I went to see my supervisor uh, a few weeks after all of this had occurred, and she said to me, Kalinda, you're done. You, you know, you, ca you can't do this anymore. Um, I think you should quit and go home. And <laughs> to have absolutely and utterly sacrificed all of those things, all that time, my children, um, to have someone say that to me, I was, I was just gutted. I, 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 I gave up. I was just like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And I got this phone call from my daughter, my eldest daughter, Matilda. And she said to me, hey, mum, I think that you're great. <laughs> I think that you're awesome. And I can't wait to see what you've been doing while you've been away. And that was the point. That was the moment. So I fired my supervisor. She sucked. <laughs> So I fired my supervisor and, <laughs> and I got to work and I finished off everything I needed to finish in Sydney and then I told the University of Sydney, I've done everything I can do here, I can actually submit this in Darwin, I can actually write this in Darwin. And so I, I ended up um, finishing the whole PhD up here in Darwin and I finished that PhD about six weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Despite all of the angry possums that came my way, <laughs> I always had my two beautiful little alpacas, my children guiding that light, and that's my story. Wow. Talk about a tale of triumph. We really don't know the full extent of our resilience until we're kind of pushed into a shitty situation that forces this skill, if you want to call it that, to shine. It's pretty fascinating. Kalinda is an epidemiologist at the University of Sydney and Menzies School of Health Research here in Darwin. Kalinda shared her story at our event as part of Garmalung Festival. Now, a little bit of background about Spun. The idea for this live storytelling night came to life on a sweaty Darwin day a few years ago. The Territory has lots of illuminating characters, but unfortunately, they're not as well known as the stereotypes. So through Spun, we aim to bust some myths and celebrate the unexpected lives and stories of everyday Territorians just quietly doing their thing. Our first live event in March 2015 saw people squished into and falling out of the venue. It was then that we knew we were onto something. So stick with us and we'll take you to some surprising places. 
This podcast episode featured sound editing by Rosa Ellen, music by Lajlo Hassani, story production by Tamara Howie, with funding support from Darwin International Airport. My name's Jess Ong. Thanks for listening.